Hi, I'm Jeff Walters, and welcome to The Minutes. today. Great to have you along on the minutes for the week of January the 22nd, 2024. This is a City of Thunder Bay podcast. The minutes takes a look at what happened at Thunder Bay City Council this week. On this episode, we'll have a rundown of what happened on Monday in an interview with Jonathan Past, the supervisor of the Parking Authority. The Parking Authority financial plan was a big topic of discussion on Monday. We'll have that interview in just a couple of minutes. But first, Council appointed David Paxton as the Acting Chief of Fire. The appointment follows the retirement of Greg Hankio, which was announced in December. Hankio's final day with the fire service is at the end of this month. David Paxton will start in the acting role as of February the 1st. He is currently one of two Deputy Fire Chiefs. Council received a memo from administration highlighting the cost to resurface portions of City Road and Sandy Beach Road. The information was given to Council after the Friends of Chippewa Park made a request in December to look at repairing the roadway and determine how to pay for it. Currently, there is no plan to resurface the road, as it's not in the capital budget for this year or for the next three years. A number of options are considered, including replacing the curb and gutters along with paving the road, to giving it a surface treatment, using recycled asphalt, or going to a gravel surface. Other options include reducing the amount of road reconstructed, which could be from the city road off-ramp to Chippewa Park, just a section in front of the park, or from the park to the former zoo entrance. The costs range from just over a million dollars for a full replacement to about half a million dollars if all of the road is turned into a gravel road. If fewer sections are constructed, the cost could be lowered, The Friends of Chippewa Park asked the city to use its municipal accommodation tax to pay for the work. However, that funding is not eligible for a project like this. Council approved registering 432 properties for tax arrears on Monday night. Registering the properties happens when taxes have not been paid for two years, in this case since 2022. Once the property is registered, the owner has one year to pay the amount owing or to enter into an extension agreement with the city. After that year, if there is no agreement or the taxes aren't paid, the property can then be sold at a tax sale. Just over $3.6 million in taxes is owed from the 432 properties. Historically, the majority of properties registered have had their taxes paid off before going to a tax sale. In addition to regular statements, those with the overdue taxes had collection letters mailed to them stating the payment requirements and what could happen if the taxes weren't paid. In several cases, phone calls were also made. Over the past four years, just over 1,400 properties were registered for tax arrears. About 1,300 of them had their taxes paid before going to a tax sale. The Thunder Bay Public Library presented its strategic plan to Council on Monday night. The library's CEO, Richard Togman, highlighted the findings from the Canadian Urban Institute on the importance of libraries and their impact on the community. He also highlighted the library's strategic plan, which includes revitalizing its facilities, improving its customer service, advances literacy and learning, building relationships with the Indigenous community, and growing its membership. Much of Togman's presentation highlighted the underfunding of libraries supported by the Canadian Urban Institute report. The library previously released a plan that looks at creating a new central library branch in the intercity area. Council endorsed that plan in June. You can view the library's strategic plan online. A 
plan that would see increases in parking rates and paid parking at the waterfront was debated on Monday night, Council spoke at length about the Parking Authority Financial Plan, which was originally introduced in December as a first report. Now, Council asked for this plan after it was determined back in June that some savings could be found within the Parking Authority. Some of the changes to parking include expanding the hours of enforcement from 7 a.m. until 9 p.m., along with Saturday enforcement. The meter rates for on-street parking would increase to $2 an hour. Parking rates would increase, and there would also be paid parking at premium locations, which includes the marina. Council approved the plan overall, but made a number of amendments to the financial plan. Those amendments include increases to monthly parkade rates being phased in over two years, instead of just one major increase this year. The Crooks parking lot, which is on Red River Road just west of Court Street, will remain open to the public until 2026. That was one of the focuses of a deputation by the Waterfront District BIA. As well, the Camelot, Macker, Viscount, and Nesto parking lots will all be closed. The other major amendments dealt with paying for parking at the marina, which is now set at $2 an hour. The Market Square lot will charge $3 an hour. Of course, all of these changes and charges to rates are subject to the budget approval process, and that starts next week. We'll hear more from the Parking Authority uh, Supervisor, who's Jonathan Past, about the Parking Authority Financial Plan. Jonathan Past will join me in just a couple of minutes. Council approved a $1.3 million contract to replace the fuel farm at the Egan Street Yard. The fuel farm is where city vehicles can go and fill up with either diesel, dyed diesel, or gasoline. And this includes police, fire, EMS, and other city vehicles. Now, the contract includes taking out the old underground tanks, the pumps, and the piping, and replacing the equipment with above-ground tanks, as well as pumps and pipes. CTRL Petroleum, which is based out of the Sudbury area, won the tender for this contract, and this is the last of the three major fuel farms in the city to be refurbished. And Jason Veltry has been appointed by the Thunder Bay Police Services Board to the Community Safety and Wellbeing Advisory Committee. Veltry will hold the position for a two-year term. The committee's vision is to make Thunder Bay a safe, welcoming, and inclusive community. Congratulations to Jason. And that's a wrap as to what happened at Council this week. For more information on anything that happens at Council, please visit our website, thunderbay.ca slash council. As I drove into work today, I found a place to park close to City Hall. That parking space is managed by the Thunder Bay Parking Authority. On Monday, the Parking Authority presented its financial plan to Council, which includes some changes to where we pay and how much we pay for parking. Jonathan Past is the supervisor of the Parking Authority, and he joins me now in the Minute Studio. Hi, Jonathan. Hello. Thanks for coming in today. Not a problem. So why was this plan brought forward? So the plan was brought forward. Administration um, was asked uh, by Council last year during the 2023 budget uh, sessions to to find savings, and this was identified as a uh, opportunity uh, for that. So develop a parking authority review uh, and financial plan. So that's uh, where this uh, stemmed from. So you guys looked at everything. Yeah, uh, the entire system, uh, parking system, and all of our areas and rates and everything was was studied. Uh, the the plan was pretty pretty in depth. Did uh, market research and other markets uh, for comparables. So it it was uh, yeah it was studied quite uh, thoroughly. So I, I mentioned right off the top, there's some changes in this plan to where we pay for parking and how much we pay for parking. Uh, let's start with I guess where we pay for parking. How is that changing? 
So the the biggest thing that uh, people will notice is uh, down at the waterfront. So we're introducing um, paid parking down there. Uh, the Market Square lot uh, being treated a little differently from the rest of the area, but that's the the biggest uh, where that's uh, that's going to be changing. And are there other places where people will be paying for parking now too, or is it just the waterfront? Uh, the you know downtown at the metered areas uh, it will still be uh, paid parking, the parkades, and of course our surface lots. So those are all things that were always paid parking we are we'll see some some rate increases in those and uh the the times included so there are some changes to the times that uh, the meters will be enforced so those are being extended and, and how much are they being extended by uh so they'll be from 7 a.m until 9 p.m and that's in on street uh and in our in our paid surface lots uh and it'll be monday to saturday so sunday will be still free parking uh, throughout uh, the system, except at uh, the parkades uh, and at the Market Square lot. Okay, so the Market Square lot, which is at the marina, that's seven days a week. That's correct. Okay. Uh, so there was a deputation last night from the Waterfront BIA and just lots of discussion at Council in general on this. I, I, I guess, what was kind of the big decisions at the end of the night? Uh, so ultimately, most of the recommendations were uh, that were in the plan were accepted by council, uh, with a few modifications, as you mentioned. Um, uh, one of those being the uh, closure of uh, what we're calling the Crook Slot, which is uh, off Red River behind the Rattan Building, that will remain open throughout the downtown revitalization. Um, and the the pricing at the uh, waterfront um, was was modified a little bit, so the market square lot would remain at the proposed three dollars per hour. However, the rest of the park uh, spaces would would match the meter spaces of the, of the downtown at two dollars per hour. Okay, so so some some small changes to kind of the overall plan. The overall plan, I know there was lots of talk of financial sustainability. Does that does this plan achieve that? Yes, and that's the that was like one of the ultimate goals of the plan is to make this uh, a user pay uh, system, which is what parking authority uh, by bylaw is is uh, supposed to be. So this uh, takes uh, any sort of burden off the taxpayer, and the people who park are the ones who uh, pay for the parking system. So that's that was the ultimate goal of the plan, and make it sustainable and self self sustaining. There was a lot of discussion last night too about parkades. Lots of talk here and there, and I uh, was there any decisions made about parkades last night uh, there was yeah there was one other change that uh, i didn't mention the uh, uh monthly rate at the parkades uh is uh, now going to be phased in over a two-year period instead of uh the the one-year proposal that we had okay so that's the the, the 90 dollars the month. 90 dollars that's correct so in two years we'll reach that 90 dollars there'll just be a step in between and then i know there was also changes to daily rates at, at parkades and and our, what's i guess the rationale to that so we're coming up with the rate structure. All all the pieces were designed to kind of kind of work together. So um, the proposal by making the five dollar a day uh, rate at the parkades is to uh, encourage their use. Uh, the on street spaces uh, are um, you know intended for short term stay to turn over to help support merchants. It's a little bit higher priced. Uh, to anyone who wants to stay a little bit longer, it's beneficial to be parked in the parkade. So the idea is to kind of work our rate structures together, uh, and this will uh, put uh, vehicles hopefully in the parkade where we have the uh, capacity. I, I know, as I said earlier, that uh, this plan was approved by council with you know some amendments that we spoke about. What are kind of the next steps in this plan? 
Uh, so we'll come forward with a uh, budget amendment for 2024 because of the changes. Some of our figures will change. So we'll come forward with that uh, before our budget, uh, which will be ratified uh, hopefully on uh, February uh, 12th, I believe it is. Um, and uh, of course, we'll have to start getting things in order. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to buy some equipment for these changes, signage, things like that. So we do have some uh, infrastructure items that have to be taken care of as well as uh, various approvals. So we, we have our work uh, cut out for us for the next little while. And, and nothing, you know, this doesn't change everything tomorrow. When, when do some of these changes come into effect? So the, the rate changes come into effect on June 1st. Some of the other items, like some of the uh, lots that we will underutilize lots that will be closing uh, will be on or before. So as things you know are, are required, we we'll you'll see some some of those changes probably happen before that. But the rates will take effect on uh, June first. Uh, after, of course, they're uh, approved by council at uh, the February 12th ratification. Jonathan, thanks for coming in today. Not a problem. Thank you. That's Jonathan Pask. He's the supervisor of the Parking Authority. And a big thanks for listening to the minutes this week. Of course, if you want more information about city council, agendas, or minutes, just visit thunderbay.ca slash council. And if you want to listen to past episodes or maybe provide some feedback, visit thunderbay.ca slash the minutes. You can also find the minutes wherever you get your podcasts. That includes Apple, Google, and Amazon podcasts, along with Spotify plus our website as well. I'm Jeff Walters. Thanks for listening this week. We'll chat again next week. Make it a great day.